I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to Invino. We're back. The three of us found ourselves with a little bit of time on our We've hands. We've got time. We've got yeah, time. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. All of a sudden. Um, who would have who thought Double it? Double hospital workers and arts workers. Yeah. Yes. Suddenly. Found time. Yeah, found some time. In the wake. So, pandemic. Former. Former. Yeah, former, <laughs> yeah. former events workers and former. former bar workers. Yeah. But we thought, what better time to be a wine lover than right now? And we thought we could bring you the best tips, tastings and talk. Uh, well, all that we're doing is sitting around and, and drinking wine. Yeah, absolutely. There's some great so deals out there I'm in doing. the market that we're going to yeah. talk about. We're going to talk about some cool wines like we did in the other episodes. And yeah. Hopefully get some winemakers on board with some remote podcasts as well, Ben. Absolutely. That, that's that's the goal. I've already talked to a few people and so we'll get we'll get that happening. But um, I was listening to a, a podcast the other week, a guy called Stephen DeHorst. He's a chocolatier down in Adelaide. And he was saying that um, currently it's like the time between Christmas and New Year or it's like on airport rules where you basically you can drink at any time of the day. You can basically just do whatever <laughs> you want because there's no... There's no um, responsibility. We live in a lawless wasteland. Within right the now. household, there are no rules. Oh, mm. did you hear about? So, do you know the movie The Purge? Yes. Um, so, in the US, apparently the police accidentally, well, not accidentally, they just <laughs> they happened people. to use a certain siren to uh, announce that a certain area was locked down, but it was the same siren that's used in The Purge to announce The Purge. Great <laughs> moments in American history. Mm. So, very suddenly, people will start killing each other. I think um, there's some people that would have reacted thinking <laughs> it was the purge. <laughs> it's finally happened. It's the beauty oh, of that America's country. the place. But yeah, so I think it's a perfect time to be a wine lover because you know we've got time on our hands. Um, there's, and as you said, there's a lot of great deals that are suddenly available because most of the winemakers in the country, or a lot of the cooler, smaller winemakers especially, most of their business is shipping directly to restaurants and bars. Yeah. But they can't do that anymore, so they're having to try and directly connect with customers and now there's an ability to set to kind of at a good price and availability to actually get some of this it stuff. is consumer christmas right now the access to wines and a lot of the cool stuff we've talked about already and we'll talk about tonight all those years ago yeah it was a long time ago mm. yeah so i think we're another decade i think we'll start with like um we've been doing a bit of research and looking through like where you can get really good deals at the moment and and kind of different places that are offering uh, ISO packs or you know uh, different things related to the pandemic that, that are allowed you to get wine directly to your door so I think my number one tip to begin with is um, Unico Zello who we obviously love on this podcast we've had Brendan on um, they're doing an ISO six pack at the moment which I think is just f- fantastic value it's a hundred bucks including shipping for six bottles of wine and those wines average above twenty dollars a bottle retail it's amazing um, and some one of them's like actually i think uh i think there's two thirty five to forty dollars bottles in there as well um it and is just value and yeah. that's it it's all consumer geared at the moment and it's, it's just a great opportunity to to get a heap of wines from one winery or region and and sit down and really compare them as well 
Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about with the um, Unicozello. They, they, they do three different narrows from three different vineyards, uh, um, each kind of single vineyard expressions of a narrow d'Avola. And basically, they're, all three are made in the exact same way in the winery. And so the only differences in them are going to be the differences that come from the actual growing of the grape. And so it's a perfect way to sit down with those three wines and go, actually, what, how, how can we Start to learn it? about yeah. tawar, that yeah. wonderful word. Yeah. Exactly. You know it's where the time the to brush up from. on your skills. I've been doing some latte art recently. It's been working really I well. I saw that. It was offensive, Patrick. Yeah. <laughs> was it? <You laughs> Pat, didn't did, like it? Pat, Pat did a, a penis latte art. And he's it was very meant proud to be a three-leaf clover. Three-leaf clover. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you're serious <laughs> for like a, a little minute, yeah. and then you've got to go yeah. to he sent me. He sent me like a half crescent <laughs> that he did, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. That and was a total fluke, by the way. I didn't mean to do that, and then I ended up like, it's sort of half work. I was like, all right, we'll go the I work with baristas, and they mock me for my attempts at art. Yeah. Not good? No, it's not. I've, oh. I'd like to take on an abstract angle. Oh, yeah, I don't and know. I made a Mr. Squiggle joke, but none of them are old enough I don't to send you <laughs> all the botched ones that I, that I do, which is most of them. But there's this cool thing that you can do when you sort of, you maybe, <laughs> maybe you know that this isn't going to be quite the perfect love heart or leaf or whatever. You can just draw a little cross, like a, like a, like a hot cross bun cross, and then you take like a stirrer and mm. you just sort of move inwards like uh, concentric circles. This is like this minimal nice intervention versus conventional winemaking. Right <laughs> You're touching it too much. Yeah, you are. No, Stop no, no. It looks it. great. Uh, yeah, as soon as I see the toothpick come out, yeah. that is bad action. It is. It is bad. That is, yeah, well, yeah. I'll show you what, you know, the end result is next Think time. Think about the coffee. It it's actually, funnily enough, coffee, I was, I was, um, something I was reading about lately is that um, coffee, chocolate and wine are all are all products that are all three are fermented and all three are similar in the sense of like those um the elements where talking about like in the vineyard the element that you could eat a grape a cocoa bean and a um a coffee bean and you'd never be able to say just from eating or tasting or smelling that the actual product the initial product where it comes from you couldn't eat a cocoa bean and go that's from this specific region in this specific country but once it's fermented and and dealt with and turned into a product the characteristics come out exactly that's a really good way to uh, define it, but as well, I haven't heard that before. Yeah, so it's a really, really interesting thing of like, you can actually, there's no way from eating a grape, you could be like, that's yeah. from Barolo, but taste the wine, if you eat immediately, you can be like, well, that's a characteristic. That's a very, there. very good point. So it kind of brings out those flavors. And I think cooking similar as well, having high quality ingredients once they finish in a product that you can actually, yeah, move through. So I think we'll talk about some of the other wine deals that we've been looking at. So there's a, there's a cool, um, this, this one's incredible. There's a, uh, the Five OS project, which is the Five O'Clock Somewhere project. Um, they're a winemaker. It's kind of a winemaking collective. And at the moment, they've actually got a 50% off their entire web store mm. on all of their wines. And so we're talking like um, they've got a whole range of stuff. Their, their Malbec is, is really quite good. I've had that a couple of times. Um, but they've got a whole range of whites and reds, um, Pinot, Shiraz, Grenache, um, a whole range of different stuff. And usually they're 25 bucks a bottle and they're literally $10, $12.50 It is just as uh, someone in the industry from my side of things, managing a restaurant and a wine list, I'm kind of hurting because I'm, <coughs> excuse me, seeing all the beautiful wine being sold and moved. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, stop, wait, you've got to leave it for us when yeah. things are back to normal. Well, that's it. Um, the, uh, another one, Thickest Thieves um, that, that we love, Yarra Valley, um, a lot of their stuff. And, um, oh, what's it? I've, I've lost the name. It's in Victoria. Geelong um, in Victoria. SOS? Um, no, no. So this is um, Thickest Thieves now. Um, uh. Ballarat. Ballarat, Victoria. That's it. Um, and so basically they um, they have a deal on at the moment that if you buy five, you get six. And if you buy 10, you get 12. And they're gonna they're picking the, the final bottle that goes in that, um, which is really cool. So they're offering some interesting stuff there. Kerner actually have a cool deal on at the moment where if you buy 
a dozen, they you give you six. six free from the brothers range. But the problem with that, unfortunately, Kerner, is that there's only about four wines that aren't sold out wow. on their web store. So at the end of the day... Well, this is what's happening from everyone reacting to, yeah. to purchasing. And I'm hearing it from a lot of the craft breweries as well. They're actually running out of beer. Because mm. people yeah. are buying so aggressively. And it's a horrible word at the moment, but everyone has pivoted to uh, instead of going through just distributors who then pass it on to retail, who we then buy it from. People are going direct to wineries now and they're setting up these businesses which in the long term could affect availability for restaurants and bars. But in the short term, it's just a wonderful opportunity to push out your wine collection, try some really interesting stuff. There'll be a lot of interesting changes after we Mm. hopefully get back to normal, whenever that is. is in a year or whatever. But so much... So many business practices are just being totally changed and revolutionised yeah. and I think a lot of these things... Well, restaurants stay. and bars, I think, are going to be the slowest to get back to capacities. Unfortunately. But we've also seen so. those bars like starting to, uh, again, pivot um, where they're kind of opening up as bottle shops. Mm. So as one I was going to mention today is um, the end in West End here in Brisbane. Um, they've actually started opening just like 12 p.m. 12 p.m. till 8 p.m. They've got a whole bunch of new wines and craft beers, craft wines, really interesting stuff in and they're just selling them at a really decent retail price straight over the counter and it's actually a really good way to support a local business and get those wines that you would usually have to pay $60 a bottle for because you have to get them in on premises. You can now get for $23, $25. Mm. Um, and, and I know it sucks for bars and restaurants in the long term, but I think it's fantastic for consumers. And you're seeing businesses kind of go that had not very public-facing kind of social media and things like that. They were more based around getting it out through the, um, the kind of middlemen into the restaurants and now actually directly going to customers, building relationships to those customers. And I think for those wineries, those winemakers, it's actually going to be really, really beneficial for them long-term. Yeah, to a degree. It's a matter of like the, the restaurant and bar industry like obviously drives a massive amount of sales and the times where this all kicked off early March, late February, was when everyone was just getting back to full steam yep. and about to do like large, mm. large purchasing. So all these wines are with distributors. So what they're doing now is giving it to these venues because they've relaxed liquor licensing laws, yeah. which has been a massive opportunity for everyone. And it's wonderful. Good on you, government. Yeah, Good on you. take away cocktails from restaurants and things like yeah. that. Yeah, it's really <laughs> has made it more sustainable for everybody. So yeah. then these distributors are going to places like The End I'd say they're probably giving them the wines on consignment because they've just got it sitting in their warehouse and it's kind of every month you might pay for what you sold. But again, it's just getting all this wonderful wine out to the consumer. The bottom line is we've all got access now. so And nothing better to do. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting seeing like what, what's available because like you can look on some of the um, winemakers' websites themselves and they don't have in stock what people like the end have in stock mm. because like, and there's even I heard talk of potentially uh, winemakers potentially buying stock back from people so that they can have stock themselves of the stuff that, that they want It's an amazing sell. reaction. Mm. Like it, it really is incredible. And it is the whole, although we're not seeing restaurants or bars selling anything, the retail industry, especially alcohol, is having like, they've had like two Christmases in the last two months in terms of sales. So mm. it's, uh, it's just, yeah, it's amazing to watch. But the concern is it might be a couple of years before we get back to having consistent quantities again so all the restaurants and bars and consumers can get access so it will be interesting and as well a lot of the import wines it's a matter of if they're going to be able to get through with shipping and the like and but that's a good opportunity for for us all to kind of i suppose get more into australian wine and try out exactly right support local people and don't forget about queensland wines during this time too there's some really good stuff yes um they could do with the support as well the one i really like le petit mort um, yeah le petit Petit mort it's um they're great their montepulciano is is 
just fantastic. It is. They're really good wines. Yeah. They really are. And they're getting a really good reputation. And speaking of another local business that actually sell them, uh, guys that I found recently, um, I think they have a store in Red Hill and Cooper. It was Craft Wine Store. Um, they're... Um, I found them, I was just down at Coles and I walked into this craft and I was like, oh my God, it's like every wine I like is in this one store. I think I called both of you and I was like, I found wine. <laughs> um, but the yeah, they're selling um, Le Petit More and they're selling a whole bunch of, um, of really cool stuff as well. So check that out, Craft Wine Store in Cooparoo in Red Hill. Is that the Waterworks Road one in Red Hill? Um, yeah, 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 where yeah. the old skateway used I to know. be. Yeah, yeah. So Tony Harper started those. <laughs> I believe he still has the control of them. And yeah, the Red Hill store was there and now the... Uh, Cooperoo ones kicked in. Yeah, I was in there not long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, and found a really delicious pet nat because it's so hard to find pet nat in. Oh, they had yeah, a huge range of pet nat. Mm. They're really stuff. Yeah, stuff that you'd only usually be able to find in restaurants. Yeah, they have, they're selling that. And that's the things. Like it's just when Ben we called me, I was like, oh my god, I just couldn't even believe some of the wines yeah. that were sitting there, and it hurts. Mm. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fantastic for me. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So another pack, actually, um, and that'll be a nice segue into the wine we're drinking right now. So the talking about value, I'm not sure if this one's great value though, but it's the Doomsday Pack from Lata Wines, and um, they they're selling um, twelve bottles for four hundred bucks, but discounted from four fifty. So it's a kind of what ten. You hit it. Look at it from a dozen point of view. It's yeah. not a massive amount of money for some again really hard to find wines yeah. and. They're fascinating across the board. Yeah, and, and it's it's some stuff that yeah you probably wouldn't be able to get elsewhere that you can actually directly buy through that store. So um, but yeah, so but it's also I mean it's understanding the Lada style as well. Like if you're a conventional wine person, I probably wouldn't recommend the Lada Doomsday Pack. But mm-hmm. if you're enjoying minimal intervention and and some fascinating styles and playing with lots of blended grapes, it is a good dozen. We'll talk about it for a while. So for those um for those conventional wine lovers, I suppose then um. The recommendation, I think, that something you you've been messaging me about is um, eighteen eighty nine and a tecker. Well, not for convention at all. That's natural wine. Oh, that's natural yeah, as well. Yeah. But I saw a lot of like um, Nebbiolos and Italian grapes that seemed a bit more down the slightly more. No, well, wine. no, it's not Dan's. The whole ethos of Anateca and Adley Clark is natural biodynamic. Oh, cool. Right. So it's uh, it's all the stuff that your Larders and Unico Zellos are kind of, I think, aiming towards. Or trying to get to, towards those levels. It's a European expression of that. Yeah, I mean, Unico is Italian by its name, yeah. and he obviously only uses Italian varietals. So, yeah. the uh, over at Anateca, where Dan Clark runs the show there, and he's now making available wines that are only available to restaurants. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's just amazing. Like I think it's uh, Dan Clark seventy five on Instagram, or just the Anateca eighteen eighty nine Anateca. Yep. He's putting up our price list on there, but you can get some. Uh, he's doing some packs as well, and they're phenomenal pricing. They're, they're, you're looking at wines that probably in a restaurant would be going for sixty five, seventy dollars, are going for twenty five bucks, and yeah. things like that. It's doing a, takeaway. These things meals. that they didn't even have retail prices because they weren't even made available to retail. There's just a few places like the Wine Experience at Rosalie used to get small allocations from Dan, but now you can do it, and it, it's worth popping into Anateca or or getting online. Mm. And just looking at some of the styles, like a truffle hound from Unico, which is Nebbiolo Barbera, and then look at some of the Nebbiolo and Barberas available from Manateca, because there's some wonderful, wonderful styles there. Yeah, absolutely. And so the wine we're talking about later before the wine that we're drinking at the moment um, is the 2016. Um, oh, yeah, are we allowed to drink? Yeah, we, yeah. We you both have? almost finished our glasses. You have? have you not been drinking, Pat? I thought you were like going to announce and be like, ah, oh, now we're going to start the tasting. What are you, under 18 oh, or something? We've been, you need we've been to be yeah, I need permission. Can... <laughs> There's all these laws and regulations that have come up. I don't know if I'm breaking the law or not. All right, Pat, well, you, you're allowed to drink the wine. 
and you're allowed to let us know what you think. So this is the Lada 2016 um, Headwaters Nebbiolo. It's from the Pyrenees in Victoria. We loved the 2015 of this. We absolutely loved Didn't it. It was we one watch. of our favorite wines. If we could tap, we would have just high five again and just say yeah. it. And so when we, to be honest, when we first had this, uh, would have been what six months ago now. Um, yeah. We were a little bit underwhelmed comparing it to the 2015. It's still a very nice wine, but it wasn't quite blowing our minds like that one did. But to be perfectly honest with you, this time I'm drinking it, I'm really enjoying it. You certainly get the pepper. The pepper yeah, is there. It's there. And it's uh, it's just a tighter and probably more finessed wine than the 2015. So the 2015 kind of had that not ready to drink because it was uh, four years age, but. Mm. This wine, I think, has got more longevity in it, and putting it into a claret bottle as opposed to the Riesling bottle is probably better for aging as well. Yeah, well, that was that 2015 was a screw top, I think, as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, still. So this is definitely designed a bit more in that in that style. But screw tops are meant to be better for aging. Well, it's more better for keeping the wine like not oxidizing. Yeah, fresh. Mm. It's a more consistent closure than cork. But all our guys, larders, Unicos, are going back to cork. Because it's Get more a bit sustainable. Of a seal on as well. Yeah, it's Just environmentally more sustainable <laughs> than using the other uh, metal for Stelvin. Yeah, closer. absolutely. We also don't know a lot about um, screw top aging, really, do, do we? Because we don't have that many wines that are old enough on under screw top to actually go. Is the, how is this aged over 20, 30 years? There's not yeah. that much available on it. So, and especially with your your flagships like your Torbrecks and Penfolds mm. and Henschkes, like people have an expectation almost of them being yeah. under cork. There's something yeah. magical about the cork, the popping noise when it comes oh, out, sure. the theatre of opening it. Absolutely, and there was a lot of kind of when I was, you guys probably wouldn't have been of legal drinking age. And <laughs> <laughs> stop me when Stelvin closure or the screw cap really kicked in. Uh, there was a lot of uproar. People were like, oh, but I like pulling the cork out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But eventually, like with anything, we all assimilate. I know, but I just can't imagine opening up a, a Magnum Torbrek mm. with a screw top. It would just feel weak. Absolutely. Have you, have you seen a Magnum under screw top? I haven't ever actually seen one. I have seen like white wines, white wines? in Magnum screw cap or Stelvin. I should say Stelvin. But uh, yeah, it's just interesting because now they're using composite. So it's all old cork that's put back together like a recycled tyre. And it's made into a cork shape, mm-hmm. and then they're used again. So it's called diam is one of the main terms, which is the composite. But what it does is it, it's an environmental decision. And these guys are trying to uh, talk about minimal intervention, respecting the land, mm. not taking more water than they need to, all that kind of thing. So they also see the packaging is important as well. So I think we should start normalising sabering too. Yeah. Oh. The few we times talk, that we've done it, it's just been so we much talked fun. About, we talked about everything saving. we talked about. Now you see it on Facebook. There are yeah. some incredible ones out there. Oh, but so <laughs> you ever seen the video of the dude um, with the champagne saber and it sort of flicks off and then cuts this dude's nose, like sort of so that it's half hanging off his face? I have not. Yeah, so that can happen. Sounded like live leaks or something. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So after yeah. after <laughs> we actually talked rough. about sabering on the podcast, this was a uh, sabrage. This was uh, maybe our first or second episode. We we discussed it. I I did go home and 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 try it and learn it a few times, and it has had good success. Didn't you do using, it with a butter knife? No, I did it. No, I did it with a normal kind of kitchen sharp knife mm. which was really stupid because I was drunk at the time <laughs> and I was going to use the, the, the blunt side of the blade and then Patrick here was, was was egging me on he was like no Ben use the sharp side of the blade which I did which was perfectly successful except it chipped my knife which I was mm. a little bit disappointed about but need a in showing, off, in showing off to a friend well that's true but in showing off to a friend, I said, look how clean the break is. And I ran my finger around it and obviously cut my finger quite <laughs> drastically open and there was quite a lot of blood. So what I would advise is not doing that if you say brew champagne open. Like, respect that it's broken and not kind of trying it to prove it. It's jagged little glass. It, yeah, it is a bit. It doesn't respect leave glass. glass. Respect, exactly. you got to respect the glass. 
Um, that's a little Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo. <laughs> Let's talk Nebbiolo. Let's talk Nebbiolo. Absolutely. So, um, what do we think? You like it? I do. Look, I like everything. The, the reds of late, even the uh, the classic he does, the red blend, I think, is mm. stunning, the 2016. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I just feel like he's just coming into his own more and more. Yeah. Like the Malakoff was a great introduction, the Shiraz that he does. Yeah. And uh, and now that I've been had more time over the last year and a half going through the reds, it's uh, it's just enjoyable. Yeah, and his whites, the skin contact pin agree, and a few of those different ones are just uh, are really really lovely. Yeah, things you look forward to every yeah. year now is what Owen's going to bring out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And we talk about, I mean, Nebbiolo is the the great grape of Piedmont that we may have made into Barolo and Barbaresco. Yeah. So seeing Aussie producers, especially these young guns, if you like, focusing on Nebbiolo a bit, it's really yeah. wonderful because it is a great grape. It is, and I think the Australian style is is kind of developing its own little way of doing it as well. Because we've seen, like, obviously in in Piedmont, you get a, a few different styles. You get the kind of more heavy, uh, made for aging style that's got the really ripping tannins and a, a bit more body and all of that kind of thing. And then, but you also do see, I had a I had a um, Lang Nebbiolo the other night, which is a smaller region inside um, Piedmont, and it's um, basically sorry, it's not actually Piedmont's a smaller region inside Lang. Apologies, um, but basically it was it was almost a Pinot Noir in terms of its it had no tannin. It was just really light, floral, easy to drink. And I think the Australian style is maybe a bit more in that direction. You still got a good tannin yeah. structure, but it's definitely well. The thing is, all these uh, guys, Gilardas, everyone, they don't really use oak. No. So and you need proper French and or American oak to make Barolo or mm. Barbaresco. So they are making trying to make the lighter They're style. Using a, a lot of Slovenian oak as well. Yeah, I think the Botte. Yeah. So that's a neutral oak. Mm. So they can also get that from Hungary as well, but Slovenia, obviously, Slavonia, just up in the uh, northeast yeah. border, and they're large bottes, so they're neutral, so they don't impart tannin flavour. The recent um, Unico Zello Nebbiolo, actually, they made with that um, with that oak. They they got that because they, they're trying to a lot of the Unico stuff. Obviously, is very um, new styles of winemaking, but they wanted to keep their Nebbiolo really traditional because they're respecting respecting the grape, respecting yeah, the grape, yeah. as you said, Pat. Um, and they've they actually got that that large format Slovenian oak yeah. and made it in that really traditional way. Well, it goes from what we were talking earlier is that these guys they're not trying to copycat, but they're trying to follow the Italian yeah. natural way. Mm. And it is using all these products that are more accessible and cheaper. And it gives us more wine that's tasty and delicious. Oh. So keep doing it. Yeah, good. More wine. I yeah. Like that. Apparently, apparently one of the reasons that the Nebbiolo, um, the kind of specialness, I suppose, of the Nebbiolo is... Um, so Nebbiolo actually means something along the lines of the word fog. I think Nebbio is, is, is fog. Oh. Um, Nebulous. And um, so in, the, in that Barolo region, because they've got the two competing climates of like the north and the south coming together, get a lot of low-hanging fl- fog throughout the morning. And apparently that's part of the grapes development is quite interesting is that it, it, the fog coverage actually allows it to... Um, it's, it get a bit of moisture that way. Well, I don't think it's the moisture. Well, okay, it comes along the lines of things like Botrytis, which is an infection mm. that comes from moisture in the air. That's the mm. noble so, rot, isn't it? Yeah, and that's where you get from all the dessert wines from France, from Saturn. Mm. And de Bortley, who have Noble One down in uh, New South Wales, they make it. And it's actually one of the only ones outside of France that's actually made the proper way with the Botrytis infection. And that, again, is low-lying and gets lots of moisture and low fog. So what That's happens strange, is hey. this infection attacks the grape and actually takes all the water out. Mm-hmm. So it creates a purity of the juice. Yeah. It's yeah, weird utilising a, a virus like that. And then they don't <laughs> ferment it fully, so you get a lot of the residual sugar left. Reminds me of the, that, that cat piss coffee. Mm. Yeah, no, it was poo, wasn't it? Cat poo coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that cats eat the coffee beans. Sometimes you just don't out. need to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is explaining the Saturn or the dessert wine process is not overly 
Lovely. Yeah. Apparently, you can drink uh, reindeer piss if it's eaten anim- Amanita muscaria, the red and white psychedelic mushroom, and that'll get you um, that'll get you to outer space. This is the info we need. Yeah. Especially yeah. being in a and I've heard other people say rather than just <laughs> eating the Amanita muscaria and trying to trip, what you should do is eat it, get a bit of buzz off that, and then drink your own piss, and then you'll and you'll really have a, a psychedelic experience. Yeah. There you go. Uh, that's a form of wine, isn't it? I think that's I had convincing. a friend that did that like actually. The way the he swears by it. Going, but yeah. We could uh, trying to give some really interesting <laughs> Piedmont kind of traditional Next podcast will be 11 hours and it'll just be Pat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you can ask me all the questions you have you related to reindeer high. piss. So, in summing up, go Lara. I think it's yeah. neat. It's smooth. It's got that nice element of spice, that pepper that it's you got mentioned. It's great acidity as well. The, the, way it's, the way it's finessed, I think you used that word before, is, is really great. I find it's like light on entry. And then it gets a bit weighty as it makes its way down to your sternum, oh, I like, which I yes. like. It's a bit like riding a roller coaster. Well, it's just having that's though. a little bit of alcohol weight there as well. Yeah. It's one of the stronger wines that he makes, I'd say. And um, it's also got that slight cloudiness you can see in the colour, which obviously indicates that it's not, not filtered and he's kind of got that, that hands-off method. Well, this comes from two vineyards, I understand, this Snebbiolo, the grapes. And he yes, actually completely prepares the wine right through to our ferment and elevage. And then brings the wines together, so it's almost a blend, if you like, as opposed to being a single view. It's or not a two different. Vineyard. Yeah, now we all the grapes. It's really interesting. And normally, you put the grapes together a lot earlier, but it's uh, but it's a style. It's a way to do things as well. And what it does, it actually adds some structure to the wine. Yeah. But it is, it's just great to see this quality of Nebbiolo. Like the 2015, I was lucky enough to be sitting across from Owen and tried, and was just like, what? Yeah, did you really make this? <laughs> Yeah, so no, it's, it's cool. It's fantastic. And I think we're seeing more of those um, Italian, the Italian styles really seem to be coming into Australia in kind of the Adelaide Hills and, and McLaren Vale, yeah, but also yeah, Yarra Irish, Valley, yeah. Pyrenees, getting a lot of um, Thickest Thieves and a few different companies that are kind of making this style really, really, really well. Um, yeah, yeah. Suited to the climate. There's a lot of what Brendan Carter from Unico has been saying about like creating wines that actually suit the climate, suit the soil, and suit the temperature of drinking out. And so these kind of and lighter yet, style of wines. The thing is, you actually do notice a massive difference. He's not just saying it. Mm. You wonder, well, like, we've tried a lot of Nero's in Australia, and Fiano as well, like, took a long while to get going. But he's just producing these really amazing styles. And it's giving the respect to the grape. So people want to drink them. So they're, you know, they're driving an alternate market really well. So we'll tell you about this this respect mm. the grapes thing that, 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 that Pat's got going on. Um, hopefully, I said respect glass, and then oh. you said respect yeah, grapes. Okay. Well, the respect, respect. The respect thing. Hopefully, we'll get <laughs> it's it all on. respect. Um, a, a friend of ours who runs the restaurant um, used to run Luigi's Italian. Now runs Mama Taco in West End. Quality phenomenal restaurant. Phenomenal Mexican people. joint. Mm. Don't Absolutely. take wine delivery. Probably the yeah. best uh, Mexican you can get in town. I'd say so. Yeah, mm. mine's close behind, but it's it's yeah pretty good yours yeah, oh you, you yeah 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 yeah. that yeah. was good ben yeah. made tacos the other night using their recipe, their recipe so i guess yeah. i don't know how much of yours it is no, well, that's true. but it was good he is uh yeah um, i'm not gonna go there but um <laughs> i'm a taco sorry there's a little, little yeah. uh but raf raf who's the head chef there um he's a great guy he could talk for hours on the podcast if we got him on and he, he, he always talks about it. respecting uh respecting flavor respecting nature respecting the ingredients yeah. respect your and body i think it's respect <laughs> it's it's, a, it's become a little bit of a joke but i think at the same time like it, it comes from a lot of similar i wonder sort. if it comes from curb your enthusiasm because there's a whole episode where larry mm. david says you don't respect wood because <laughs> julie dreyfus i think leaves a oh, coffee yeah. Yeah, on his wooden right. table Watermark, something maybe. like that. But, but I, th- I think I the, the, it boils down to something similar to what um, the, a lot of these natural winemakers are talking about is like using the, the natural ingredients of, of the country and using things that suit. And, respecting and, and the, the method. Respecting the method. But uh, putting their own little twist on exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. A bit like reinventing a cocktail. Mm. 
a little bit like that, Pat. Yeah. And do you want to do you want to show us your cocktail? No, no, not yet. We'll save it for the end. <laughs> we'll <save> it for <laughs> Pat, Pat's brought a cocktail along. Pat's a, a budding bar, bartender and cocktail maker, and he's he makes a good him. cocktail. He does make Absolutely. a good cocktail. Yeah. It's just weird that he brings cocktail shake everywhere he goes. Yeah, everyone's actually got he, a cocktail yeah. in it. He regularly yeah. turns up my house with a with a pre-mixed. Well, I'm not going to bring like gonna... four bottles of spirits to your house yeah. and lug that around. I'm going to bring two. It's true. Two cocktails that are already maybe like a little water bottle or yeah. something. Like yeah, but I still have to do. Yeah. I still have to respect the process and do the. It's logical. Do the it's just not normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's a perfect description. Good. Logical, but not quite normal. Yeah, well, that's Absolutely. that's most things in my life. Now, speaking of logical, and this is. A great segue of steps we're gonna play so i've been watching i would give a shout out to um to brendan for this so brendan carter over at unicozilla they're doing a daily uh live stream um over over there and they're doing um basically every day for one hour happy hour kind of 5 p.m or 5 30 our time um they're doing a live stream every single day to kind of connect with their fans and, and work through the the kind of isolation thing and every every day they're doing an options game which has become a lot of people watching it and getting really into it, where basically we go through and you get a, a wine that you've never seen before and get, uh, you have to guess it based on the options that are given to you and you kind of work through it. And so we thought um, it's a lot of fun and we'll, we'll try it out here and test out Mark's some skills against um, Pat's uh, against gut instinct. And lack of. <laughs> lack of. If I had a job, I'd be really worried about my reputation. Yeah, that's right. Well, this the thing. Is, this is the fun of the game. Is sometimes you nail it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you learn something from it. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's all just and chance, anyway. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> exactly, Pat. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Bottom line: um, Have you seen Ben trying to guess? Yeah, no, it's hilarious. <laughs> hey, I have a decent record, but each week Not we'll from um, what I've witnessed. Well, each week we're gonna a different well, person. Didn't you lose a bet with Steve? And I Jack? did lose yeah. a bet with Steve. Yeah, yeah, I did. I lost a bet. That's that's true. <laughs> but um, each week we're gonna each of us are gonna bring a wine, um, a different person each time, and the other two are gonna play options. So, Mark, you'll get your chance to test it out on me, probably next episode. Um, but for now, talk amongst yourselves while I go and get our blind wine okay and pour it out for you these two these? fellas no you just leave them there i'll, oh, I'll okay. bring it over i'll bring it over all right uh one moment easy done so are you saying that uh each week it's going to be someone is nominated and they bring two bottles of wine no, oh one right yeah one to play this see game. i'd like to do the thing where i bring two bottles of wine one's really good and one is uh pretty middle of the road and see if oh, this is a game that's been around for potentially centuries yeah and it's really good fun to play with at a dinner table, like you've got friends over, obviously not in this time of uh, restrictions, but you just have one wine that's completely covered up. You pour everyone a glass, you be the host, you can have a list of mm-hmm. characteristics of the wine, where it's from, what year it is. And then you can literally say things to people like, is this a, do you think this is a 90s wine or a 2000s wine? And mm-hmm. People pull their hand up if they're wrong, those ones sit, and it's kind of just a last man standing This is game. smelling very 90s to me right now. Really? Totally. Probably, of course, all the It's got that little, like, dog shit whiff to it Mm. that the 90s had. I don't know, maybe I was just playing in the wrong places as a kid. (laughs) All right, so the wine's been completely covered up. Don't leave us again, um, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) What happens when I go So the wine's completely covered up with a nice tea towel here, and I poured um, Mark and Pat a glass. So the first thing is, obviously, this is a red wine. That's the way, that way. Do you smell that dog shit, though? Yeah, yeah, it's very musty. Yeah. Um, So first of all, do you like it? It's fine. It's I haven't been drinking a lot of good. wine lately, but it's uh, my palate feels sharp. It's a little benign, a little but benign. Not, not, in right. a, not in a terribly well, bad way. Well, let's work through it. So first of all, fellas, new world or old world? Mm. I don't know what that means. 
So, so for, our, for the uninitiated, it's a new world, uh, old, world wi- old world wines are your kind of European, your original winemaking countries, your France, mm. Italy, Spain, um, and then New World's what? New here World in America, Australia, America, um, New Zealand, South Africa, Argentina. I'd um, like to solve it, please. That's <laughs> nah, sorry. All right, so wheel of fortune. So what, 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 do you, what do you think? <laughs> old, say, old world or I'm new world? Say new. You're gonna say new world. We got new world. Well, then I'll say old world. Just, just to you'll say old world. Just not to because it. you know it's old world. No, nah, <laughs> I'm kind of like leaning towards old world, but as mm-hmm. well, it's uh, it's not an overly tannic wine, so it's mm-hmm. hard to pick up. Are we revealing as we go along, or are we just gonna? Uh, we'll reveal as we go along. It is a new world wine. Fucking giddy up one yeah. point to me. So one point to Pat. But to, to, to be fair, um, even on their website, they do talk about making it in an old world style. So mm. you have definitely picked up that's on some things there. Were, yeah. Yeah, that's it's what very you're picking up on. Um, so next one. new world wine made impossibly in old <laughs> so, uh, so the next one is, do we think that this wine is Australian, uh, from New Zealand or from America? <gasps> I'm going to say New Zealand just because it seems like the least likely. Okay. It's more of a game theory thing, knowing you person uh, personality. It kind of drops my down, me down. Well, you can go. You can well, go. you can do the. I think oh, it's I guess whoever jumps it's not in price first. Price is right. You can't really do that sort of thing. I think it's just whoever jumps in first. Oh, I think that's okay. Bet. It's also not a competition between you. You should be working. It's together definitely here. a competition. It's a competition. Okay, it's a competition now. This okay. is my unemployed reputation on the line here. Mm. I might not have a job tomorrow, but I don't anyway. I might that's have your fine. job if I fucking <laughs> yeah. win this thing. True. That's a good point. If if they're looking, if anyone's hiring a song, Pat is available. I'm gonna say America. You're gonna say America. Patrick? I said New Zealand. <laughs> it's from Australia. Oh, okay. God. The obvious so, choice. So, yeah, the obvious choice. All right. So, we know this wine's Australia. We're not <laughs> doing great yet, but that's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, the next one is, do we believe this wine is from South Australia, Victoria, or New South Wales? Tasmania. I said South Australia, Victoria, <laughs> or, or New South Wales. Well, it does smell like dog shit, so and maybe it's just New The more Wales. you drink it, it's not, uh, it's not awesome. You don't like it? No, it's just a bit boozy. It could be just the uh, Isn't that a good thing? humidity. Why don't you go first? What were the options? SA, New South Wales, and Victoria. Victoria. Um, I'll go up the middle then, Victoria. So what's your what do, what do you reckon? What's the reasoning behind that? Do you have is that, is that a pure guess or do you have some it's pure guessing, some thoughts? To be it's pure guessing. Yeah. Not yeah. picking up any any specifics, any notes in there? No, nothing really. It's uh, like, you know, it's dark berries, a little bit of acidity there, light tannin. Feels really young and a bit underdeveloped. I'm going to say New South Wales. New South Wales. So, point to mark here. feel a little Victorian. Ill. Victorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, neck there and neck. Neck and neck. Why did I pick Victoria? <laughs> no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just guessed it. Okay. Well, this is not, this is not um, going as well. It's not well. how you planned it? It's not quite how I planned it. I was expecting some more uh, reasonings. But if, if, it's not, if it's not kind of presenting from anything, me? then there's not a lot. Not from you. No, yeah, this is exactly yeah. what I expected from you. Um, all right. Next question then. We're going to go region. We're going to go region in Victoria. We're talking, we're talking Pyrenees, Macedon Ranges, or Yarra Valley. Oh, Yarra. Yeah, well, that makes sense because it's probably the most famous one. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Pyrenees. Pyrenees is Lada country. Pyrenees, Lada. The, the wine we're just drinking before is from the Pyrenees. Yeah, well, then it's unlikely that we'll have two Pyrenees in a row, is it? So Unless I was trying Ma- to trip you up. Unless I'm going uh, Macedon Ranges. Macedon, Macedon Ranges. Okay, 2-1 mark. It's the Yarra Valley. Because, <laughs> again, was that based entirely on, on the fact that Yarra Are Valley... Uh, I'm starting to think along the lines of Thick as Thieves. Mm. So Here's that kind I'm of... Thinking. Okay. Newer style, a bit of low intervention, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And just like it feels like a lighter style. What are you going to do if this turns out to be a wine from a winemaker you really love and respect? And you, you sort of shitting all over it. Well, it's just the whole like being in isolation, not drinking regularly, like the palate's tired. So everything feels a bit stronger. Mm. 
Like, it's one of those things that, like, you don't really address it, but as someone that tastes a lot of wine throughout the day, it's like not having done that for three weeks. And now just having some wine, it all feels a little bit sharp and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose you'll train that palate back up as we do yeah. more of them. Match but fitness. Yeah, match fitness, exactly. I actually I actually disagree with you. I quite like this wine. I'm drinking it, and I think it is opening up a little bit just it is in the fun. glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually quite like it. I think it's really fresh. I think it's got a really nice acidity. Um, I Your think opinion's not really part of the option. Well, no, but, but it's all about... It's all, oh, see, it's I feel like you're defending the wine. Now. I am defending the wine a little bit, actually. It does. It is a bit fleshy on the nose. It makes you think thick as thieves. makes you think thick as thieves. See, you shouldn't be judging it based I on my opinion. I know, what's in the glass, the what's in the glass is, uh, is important. <laughs> so if it's Yarrow Valley, it could be thick as thieves. That is, that is the case. So I'm going to give you an option then. I'm going to say, is this wine Pinot Noir? Is it Sangiovese or is it Nebbiolo? Holy shit. Now, you should be able to do this, right? Well, it's kind of difficult because there's like, I'm not fooding, eating anything. I'm just drinking this wine and it's hard to, it's not a wine tasting environment. It doesn't uh. taste like a Pinot to me. I'll tell you that much. What's that reason? What's that reason? Yeah. Uh, the way it interacts with my tongue and mouth. Okay. No, oh, I just feel like Pinot is how it like really grabs the front of your sweeter. tongue. Yeah. So that's grippiness, which is a really nice, like mm. solid tannin. But it's not really typical of Pinot Noir, is it? Not no, all. not at all. So I'm thinking Sanjo. Sangiovese. What about you, Mark? Sandro is a good guess. I think it is. Why can't we do the same? Italian grape. It's Italian grape. So you think it's Nebbiolo or Sangiovese? Okay. Uh, So which one? Sangiovese or Nebbiolo? What did you say? Sandro. Well, I'll say Neb then. (laughs) Two two. It is Sangiovese. Unbelievable. See, I knew it. Okay. Well, Mark. You did. You did. You're all over it. You can nail it. So it's two two. This is all down now to the vintage. Oh, to the vintage. Are we is going this, decade or year? No, no, no. We're going year. Is this a 2015, a 2017, or a 2019 vintage oh of wine? I'm going to go middle you of go the road. younger because it's still quite. I'm going to go middle of the road. Yeah, it's good. You both going to go 2017? Well, then we can tie, can't we? Yeah, we can be yeah, friends. Well, 2017. <laughs> 2017. Is. That is correct. It's yeah. a 2017 vintage. So it's three all. But I will give a bonus point if you can pick the producer. So I'm going to tell you right now, it's not thick as thieves. I don't think they even make a Sangiovese. Um, though I am a big fan of Thicker Steve, so I can see why you might think that. <laughs> um, it's, it's uh, yeah, so it's a South, uh, Victorian Yarrow Valley producer. Um, well, it is a little screw hint. cap. It's, it was under screw cap. You um, can see which, yep. just the top of the bottle. Um, I want to say save our souls. I don't know enough producers to know. Okay, so for mm. the final bonus point. Is uh, it a small producer or a large producer? It's a smaller producer, yeah. But I think they have some large producing heritage. At least some of one of the winemakers, some of the winemakers. Yeah. This isn't a question for me. Oh, Mark. Mark has the opportunity here. Bowler's know. run. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's the three dollar one. That and it's not SOS. It's not SOS. I said. Is that your guess? Yeah. Mark wins four three. <clears throat> Come on. <laughs> it is save our souls. It is. I will. I will reveal the bottle. It is the save our souls twenty twenty seventeen. Sangiovese Congratulations Mark On the bottle You the right. Well you picked the producer that's, that's, that's not easy That's a pretty good one They're good They do a couple of Really, really good, great wines These guys yeah. They're a nice entry level Yeah But they're, uh, they're really They're delicious well. They're tasty yeah. They work They do a really good bubbles As well you just Easy, to do this easy drinking They do um, the bubbles and co Ah oh, Are okay. they the guys behind Bubbles and co Fantastic I really like bubbles and co That's really really good sparkling But these are They're really nicely labelled Yeah It's a really beautiful Kind of gold Gold and blue Kind of cross label um, yeah, so what, so what do you think? Like, I, I think that... Um, so I, I think the guy, one of the guys that makes it was a winemaker at Di, uh, Di Bertoli for a while. Really? Um, yeah, and then spent some time in Burgundy and Italy and then moved and then I moved should back remember, in. actually, the, um, the names of these guys. Yeah. But 
I actually, yeah, I think it's really good. I think it'd be great food wine. I think that definitely it's like it is just like yeah, the palate's not uh, not feeling fresh at the moment, but it is good. It's got structure and texture, and the the grippy tannin on the front half of it says that it's got some time to uh, yeah. to chill out for a bit to develop. But yeah, but that whole SOS range again is to it's quality. There's a really nice pinot in there that's really earthy. Mm. It's uh, some good wine. I don't know that I want my pinots earthy. Thank you. Really? <laughs> earthy is such a lovely word. Yeah, earthy is, especially with Pinot Noir, it's, it's a phenomenal... Um, you like it airy or atmospheric? Yeah, fiery or watery, one mm. of those elements. Nice. <laughs> Just not earthy. Kind of primordial yeah. feeling to your wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well... Even you know, hearty. Again, it's surprising. Like an option from The Planet. SOS stuff is generally only available to restaurants or bars. You don't see it in a lot of retail. Yeah, so... So, um, again, it's a great wine to just see on a table. I picked this one up at um, uh, the end. The end? So, they were selling yeah. it. And that was actually a recommendation. I asked them uh, what they thought. And the guy said this was a really nice, easy drinking kind of um, thing. He really liked it himself. Lockie down at the end. He doesn't know what he's talking um, about. No, probably not. But that's okay. It's a lovely guy. Great, great little bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a little dick there. Fuck you, Lockie. Pat's <laughs> <laughs> friends with Lockie, so that, that one makes sense. I like it. But, yeah, so they suggested <laughs> that one for me to bring down. Yeah. I think it's I think it's quite nice. Little I wine, reckon so you probably would have paid under eighteen dollars for that. No, no, just over. So it was about twenty three. Ooh, I um, didn't miss you. I'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> so you think you think that's a little pricey for this one? Yeah, it's not great value. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, fair enough. Um, so the final uh, kind of segment that I wanted to talk about each, each episode now is uh, when we're in isolation and we got a lot of time. I think cooking is really something that we can spend some time doing. Is like when you you don't need to eat out as much. Well, I mean, supporting local restaurants is great, but. Trying to um, support actually like a lot of takeaway, yeah. But trying to make some stuff while you have time, start cooking, eating healthier, that kind of stuff is great. So what I would want to talk about was like matching a recipe with a wine. And each week I want to post on the on our Facebook and Instagram, and then also in the episode notes, like a recipe to something to cook at home, something easy that you can kind of cook from scratch. Is that what you've been doing with your recent uh, meals? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. So each but, it, but have you been doing that for Invino or just for your personal Well, no, my thing? plan was to post it on the yeah, Invino okay. stuff. Yeah, and so each night I've been making myself uh, something at home yeah. and then matching it with a wine. I've been sending you pictures of all of them and so I'll match each looking, one with a wine. Food. Um, I so mean, the Fiano uh, taco is a... Yeah, Fiano taco is great, but I was actually... Fiano taco. Well, Fiano with a taco. But what the one oh, I was going to suggest was a, another Fiano match. Um, a nice and easy, um, affordable wine is the um, Unicozello Dread and Jasper, 18 bucks um, at Craft, um, which is an incredible price considering it's going for 23 on the Unico website and at every other store I've seen. But Craft at Cooper and Red the? Hill are selling Dread and Jasper for $18, which I just think is a killer deal. Um, so 18 Agreed. bucks for a bottle of Jane Jasper and matching it with a Thai fish curry. Mm. That's my call. I can so see it's that. a little bit yeah. spicy, it's a little bit sweet. Um, and then you've got that kind of the Jade and Jasper, I think, just, just matches beautifully. Um, so I'll post up a recipe for a really easy um, Thai fish curry. Uh, I made a Thai chicken curry last night, as a matter of fact. Did you make it from scratch or did you use one of those little tins? I had a little thing of sauce, but everything yeah. else was... So uh, I'll, I'll post I don't even look at that Fiano. Everything else was fresh, mind well, you. I've, yeah, so that, that was going to be my backup suggestion. I've That's got a bottle logical of home, match. Panda, panda. Having a bit of sweet on yeah. sweet to get the more aromatics from the Fiano. Mm. But the panda panda, um, yeah, it's which got is that little charred pineapple characteristic. Yeah. that would be. But that's in the Jaden Jasper as well. It's got that kind of that. that yeah, yeah, to a degree. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's also a, a great match. But I think just for the value and the price range, that's more of a thirty-five dollar bottle. So is that what they're charging? Thirty-three for or thirty-five oh. for the, oh, for the Brandon, panda panda. Brandon, come on, which is the off dry. No, I, th- I think <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's. I think it's a single vineyard expression. It's, it's a nice, uh, nice wine. The Jaden Jasper for eighteen bucks is a great price. 
So that, anyway, that's my suggestion is a Jaden Jasper with a, with a Thai fish curry that I will post a recipe of that you can make yourself at home. It's got that little bit of sweetness, a little bit of sour, a um, little bit of spicy that I think will match with that piano mm. really, really nicely. Um, so I'll get that up on the Instagram. Yeah, see, I match my, uh, my curry with a cocktail. Mm, which didn't, one? Didn't work. No? No. It's the one I brought here. Like a tequila right, well, that's sunrise. Good We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> tequila sunrise. Espresso martini. A rum and coke. <laughs> I actually turned up at my house the other night, and he had his cocktail stuff with him, and I thought he was gonna make a nice cocktail. And he and he, and he poured he poured himself Bundy rum <laughs> mixed with my Pepsi with Pepsi Max in the fridge. I had a cocktail as well. A well I just had like rum to get rid of. Rum cocktail would actually go not too bad. Just because I have I have a very there, good you know, family yeah. friend who did grocery shopping for me and my brother while we were in isolation. And she asked me, she was like, what do you want? I was like, oh, just maybe some fresh veggies and some milk. And she brought over like three shopping bags full because she's awesome with two bottles, two small bottles of Bundy up? rum and a pack of ciggies. How good is that? It's old school. Were yeah. they Winnie Blues? Uh, <laughs> they think, were. No, they weren't Winnie Blues. <laughs> I think they were Winfield Gold. Never forget the they Winnie were Winnie's. Blues. They were Winnie's That is though. just wonderful. Yeah. Can I get oh, you bring that, up the photo? Maybe we could post that you? on ins- Instagram. <laughs> yeah, Janie. Yeah, shout out to Janie. She's the one who caught the thief. Yeah. At Cluedo. Yeah. yeah. So my show, I've talked about that before. Oh, and right back in. Someone right. stole she some just, weapons. She just kills um, it in every yeah. aspect of life. We actually had a rival a rival uh, company came along to our show and, and they tried to sabotage the show and they stole some some of the Cluedo weapons so that, that no one else could play the game. And Jane actually was the one that, that pointed out She the loves uh, Miss Marple. Yeah, so she became... It was, all, it was more immersive than it would have been to begin with for her. She both... Not only solved the Cluedo murder, but also solved the mystery of the stolen weapons she, and pointed the guy out. And we an actual, we, we, an criminal. actual criminal. That we threw the fucking book at him. I bet she <laughs> hasn't forgotten that either. <laughs> we threw him. We threw him directly out of the venue. And I, I, I think I, I the, the guy actually had the goal. I didn't know who this guy was initially, and he sent me an email asking for his, his money back the day after because he got kicked out and signed it off with his name. And I obviously recognize the name as this guy that runs this other company. And, I, and I, I, sent, I think I sent back the greatest email I've ever written in my life back to him, just telling him to frankly fuck off. Um, but yeah. As See, when you told would. me it was from a, a rival immersive theater maker, I just thought that was the funniest and most ridiculous thing. It's like something out of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's absurd. It was, it was absurd. It was absurd, yeah. Um, it's but. such a niche yeah. <laughs> job yeah. description. Yeah. And um, that that company also since started using the same venue that we were using for that show and things like that. So they um, there's definitely a little bit of um, extreme rivalry Thanks going on there. The the I'm not going to drop the name. Um, <laughs> I said this to you when that so started happening. It was like you're like a serial killer who has copycats. You should be proud. Yeah, I was pretty proud. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, anyway, so Pat, we're we getting to the end of the episode. Yeah, so yeah. You guys talk amongst time. yourselves while yeah. I do this uh, last part. So we are we are predominantly a wine podcast, but we want to we want to also acknowledge the other booze. Bring in some hard liquor. <laughs> some hard liquor. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, especially in these. We've all got recovery time times. right now, people. Yeah. So well, Mark and Mark. Well, Mark gets back on training for the next week as well, so that next week he's he's match fit for the for the wine tasting. Well, game. it's just there's no one to serve, so it's just hard to get into that. Yeah. Room. So you haven't been drinking a lot of wine at home. I've been trying to kick off this uh, isolation alcohol free. Ah. So and I've this done is the actually opposite. my first drink in isolation. There you go. So, so I've been doing the opposite. I've been trying to keep myself from drinking because I could easily sit at home and drink a bottle of wine a night. But I've been trying to um, just, just have a glass, one glass, maybe two maximum a night. Yeah, and just yeah. keep it going. And then I've been actually trying the whole... Because I've used this opportunity. I've ordered Thickest Thieves. I've ordered um, Alpha Box and Dice, Unico Zillow. I've ordered... Um, 
a another winemaker um liner ramble which is really cool so i've ordered a bunch of really cool stuff on a lot of these isolation deals and i've been just opening a bottle each night sharing a glass with my girlfriend putting it in the fridge finishing off the next night and just trying just trying out a bunch of bunch of different styles and trying to familiarize myself with that kind of south australian mainly regions yeah yeah um but yeah so i think i think it's a good thing to do get yourself oh absolutely but again you're a consumer i'm an industry worker yeah so they're different Different like styles. for me to be able to get a break is not a bad thing, but I will absolutely get back on the drinking. <laughs> Don't worry about that. It's just it's not a bad time to have a breather. Yeah, I worked in the music industry for for many years, and I, and I definitely um I noticed by the end of my time working there, I was listening to a lot less music. So mm. I think it's a similar thing. I was li- I was really not listening to music because my day job involved listening to to music all day, and so I I couldn't listen to music without that that analytical eye to or ear to it. Um, where I'd kind of think about like all the different elements of it rather than enjoying a song. And I, it was only a couple of years after getting out of the industry that I found myself really starting to get back into that kind of just putting an album on and enjoying it. Um, and so it took a while to, to change it up. So Pat's put down the cocktail here. It's um, kind of deep red in color. Well, you're colorblind, so it's brown. Okay, it's brown. So Pat left the freezer open. She's going back. Sorry, it's brown. I am colorblind. That is an interesting fact about your hosts here that I am. I, I cannot really tell the difference between most colours, which is not great for looking at colours of wine. So, um, so I think this is a Pinot Noir. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is from Burgundy with tequila. <laughs> so, what do you think, Mark? It smells really good. It does have a, a, a nice whiff to it. Mm. Yeah. So this is uh, I'm calling it a 1943. Can you give us your reasoning behind that? Well, oh, it's fantastic. based it's based off a 1910, which is based off a Manhattan. It's the best thing I've drunk tonight. Really. <laughs> Fantastic. It's actually, it's actually fantastic. So yeah, so the 1910 is a mezcal and tequila and sweet vermouth and brandy cocktail uh, and finished with maraschino sherry liqueur. That is good. This one yes. I've been mucking around with and have gone, well, I couldn't find a really good smoky mezcal. There's a little bit mezcal. of nuffiness or something in there. Yeah. I'd like to do it with a really good smoky mezcal, which I'll probably order tomorrow. But that is brandy, sweet vermouth, tequila and liquor 43. Uh, Hence the 1943. It's that's very easy to come up with the that, name. That's very original, Pat. I like I it. I know. Yeah. OG. But yeah, I, I'm a, pr- co- a bit of a fan a of it. That is a tasty cocktail. You yeah. Know so I think I sent you the recipe for that a while ago. That's an updated recipe. Should we put that on the uh, the Facebooky thing too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put the specs in. Well, there you go. You got, we got a new segment. Of the week. So yeah, we'll have yeah. A, we'll have a food and wine pairing and a cocktail. That of the is week. delicious. I feel useful. Thanks, yeah. guys. Finally, we found a useful. Been unemployed for a while. <laughs> now an actual three part team. Yeah. All right. All right. We've been holding a lot of the weight yeah. so far. Pat, yeah, so I thanks for getting Now involved. I got something to do. <laughs> Oh, that's phenomenal. Great. Well, yeah, so Cocktail of the Week will bring you each week. This one is 1943 by Patrick And lovely Shira. with this uh, cooler weather that's slowly kicking in. Mm. Yeah, so I think that'll be... That is a... I think a lot, a lot of um, and it'll get you there. we'll bring you as we'll try and throughout winter as we continue these episodes bring you... Remember no RBTs lines. on the roads, people. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, are not, we are not saying that. You can go hard. <laughs> Drink responsibly. Literally less than one... Less chance of getting pulled over than getting coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So, so drink responsibly <laughs> at home. Don't drink and drive. Um, Unless you absolutely have to. And that's it. And then you call it the dash for cash mm-hmm. and go as quickly as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, the one tip we will give you is that all the parking meters are turned off. I feel so. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Don't drink and drive, but do park anywhere you want. If you do drink and drive, you can park where you want. If you're drunk and you're <laughs> operating your vehicle, park somewhere that's free to park and sleep there the night. 
You can still advice. get done for being not, asleep not if in the keys car. are not on your person. You have to like that, I had a few some stories shit. on that one. Yeah. I had an ex who got done outside my house when I wasn't home because she got home and slept in her car. I was going to so say, I why would just, you like make her sleep? Outside? I will just she say, in the doghouse. This oh. advice, <laughs> this advice, <laughs> this advice that Pat um, is giving is based on a guy who does not currently have a driver's license. I can get it in the back. I thought you already had a. Did they delay it again? No. So it was like the counted. The count started up after the sentencing. So it was eight oh months and then there was a two year sort of probationary period where I could get an interlocutor device, but I really didn't want an interlocutor device. And I was really enjoying riding a bike around and I was getting really fit. So I'm continuing to do that. I think I'll get, I'll get my license back, but I don't think I want a car. Yeah. Cause it's, the temptation is too great. Yes. I like so, riding around. So the, the point here is that Pat just advised everyone to drink and drive. Only if you have car. to. Coming from a guy who did lose his license doing this. So. And during times of restrictions, it's safer. It is safer. There's fewer people on the road, <laughs> so you're less likely to hit a pedestrian and or another another driver. All right. It's, and it's, you know it's law of averages, bottom line. Yeah. And the odds of getting pulled over are severely reduced. Yes. So if you're ever going to have a crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be some interesting criminal activity happening right now. I Do you think, think there's going to be getting into some like looting and stuff? Well, but you know, interesting I don't think enough, it'll get quite looting, but because happened. because so much is getting like there'll be a lot of fraud happening. I think I noticed when I've had to packages delivered, I don't need to sign. They mm. don't really want to get that close yeah, to you, so they just sort of do a sort of leave it on the step. I got cigarettes delivered um, from Jimmy Brings the other night, which is usually they just bring wine. But they usually have to check your ID. He just like left him on the step and was like, yeah. so if you're under uh, uh, 18... That's and great. That is not advice that we're soliciting. Um, it's so a time of learning. Mm. <laughs> Think about how you can take advantage of the pandemic. So that's what I want you to meditate on until the next episode. So, you know, spend some time, you know, exercising, cooking, things like that. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of downtime, learn a new skill. Research fraud. See what you can get away with. Well, I tried to do the computer game thing. You put me onto that. I had more fun watching like the download speeds yeah. than playing the game. I had a lot of fun with my downloads. <laughs> well, I didn't know what it's you were into. It's fascinating to watch the downloads. So Steam speed. is actually the best for downloading. So Steam <laughs> seems to have way better downloads. See, I told you else. to get Steam. Which you no, I had did. a few goes. I played a, a couple of games. Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm wasn't. sort of trying to... Of course, my work games. kicked back in. I just didn't have Maybe the, we should bring Video Game of the Week in the episode as well. Like to go with... Oh, yeah, so Video Game of the Week, The Surge 2. So for me, it's actually, I would say in this time... I started that one, but then it started doing the... Oh, did you get The Surge 2? Yeah. I played You're not it for, ready like for a it. few hours. No, I'm not. No, no, it's out of my yeah, head. Mark's, Mark's new That's to the a game pro game again. When there was yeah. more games than up, down, left, right. right and I like will. Space I will bar, give you. Um, I was in a bit of trouble. I'll give you a gaming <laughs> suggestion, actually, Mark. This is a good one, and this is this is a bit of an older game. Don't say Tetris? like. Don't say like overcooked. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. Not, this is not. This is this is a genuine tip of the week. Is going to be for an older um, person. No, no, for anyone. For anyone. So it's a game called Stardew Valley. It's a it's a game. It's a kind of it's an eight. Oh yeah, that's meant to be very good. It's um you basically it's really relaxing. You kind of move to a farming simulator. Yeah, you move to a small country town. You have your little farm it sounds silly but it's actually super relaxing kick back with a glass of wine eat your Thai fish curry with your Fiano drinking your 1943 and play a bit of Stardew Valley that's a debaucherous evening <laughs> I did I downloaded a lot I even downloaded a fishing game that I was really pumped about and then it just oh, kept get, saying get like a hunting fatal game. error or they're fun Cabela's Dangerous like it just wouldn't lie, it just kept crashing. I'm, I'm on a podcast with two guys who are both terrible with technology, so this is not this is not great advice coming through here. I'm pretty good with technology. Technology is bad with me. I'm terrible. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to embrace it. Thank God mm-hmm. we have our wonderful producer, Zane, who's actually uploading these podcasts, so I guarantee you they would never get to mm-hmm. the internet. 
When I like load up like Netflix, I feel like I've done something technological. That's pretty. That's pretty savvy. <laughs> On Netflix, if you got a bit of time as well, sour grapes. Great, mm-hmm. great thing to watch about a guy who speaking of that the is fraud. Speaking of the fraud that Pat was just talking about, a guy who who counterfeited. Oh, I was uh, thinking about that wines. dude before when we were about yeah, to do the blind tasting. Watch. Yeah, he was a wonderful blind taster because he was able to work out the taste of like a, a really expensive Burgundy and mix together Californian wines, usually a Pinot Noir with like a Cabernet or something, to try and create the body that you'd expect in a Burgundy, and then he would sell them off as like uh, Penfold's in the dodgy grain she is not her own cabinet in there <laughs> telling anyone <laughs> cheeky buggers yeah, that, seriously yeah. Penfold's Mark says no greatest blend in the world <laughs> <laughs> alright sorry with that, Penfold's with that we're gonna bagging up Penfold's we're gonna bring this episode of Eat Invino shit. to an end um, thanks for listening once more and the, the ridiculous rambling that happened uh, this week and next week we'll come back with more options more ridiculous more, rambling more ridiculous rambling some new wines a new cocktail a new video game a new food tip so there's lots happening a new Vino. fraud tip a new I'll fraud do a bit tip it's going to be four, four hour episodes four hour episodes got a the magic time. mushroom tip we've got it all here at Vino. yeah yeah, I'm sure I could find one or two for you. There is yeah, a cabernet, I, I believe, from Napa or somewhere that does have THC in it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's I had a, a weed I had wine. a THC infused vodka once in in uh, Portugal. It was mm. fucking terrible. It's one of those, it's like the, the hash brown or anything in there. It looks delicious, but it just doesn't taste that good. Yeah, but all right, we're going off on tangents again. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and uh, hey, see cheers. you next week. Goodbye. Hey there guys, gals, and non-binary pals, it's Matt Young, and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast. It's based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.